Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsar for another edition of Star Wars Ranked. Me and a guest. An old favorite. Returning today to talk about something in Star Wars that, well, we love. We love so much that we've ranked it because that's what Star Wars fans love to do. Uh, With me for this edition, it's been a while, um, but happy to have him back because, well, he he produces this thing with me and Jennifer. It's Joseph Scrimshaw. Hello. (laughs) Hello there, in fact, I should say, given our quotes. Yeah, this this is great. This is uh, we're now uh, doing a little programming uh, switch here, where we're alternating data bank brawl and Star Wars ranked here on Thursdays. This is our first one out here. Uh, what I love about that, for a lot of reasons, is we uh, we heard if you hadn't heard that announcement, by the way, go to the uh, main show this past week uh, that we released on Tuesday, episode one seventy three, and get a little more information on that. But uh, because of the way we record, sometimes um, you know I love, and, and there will be other guests here in Star Wars rank, but. Uh, I love, uh, you know, talking Star Wars with you on these deep levels, Joseph. This is one of the reasons uh, we, we started this feed in 2015. And uh, these quotes, these rankings, all these kind of things we're going to dive into uh, and have di- taken that dive into on the show. Just it, it ignites my passion for Star Wars when you're talking about this. Stuff. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for coming back. Yeah, here. yeah. And the structure, I, I love it. I don't always love uh, when everything needs to be ranked in pop culture, but that's not what mm-hmm. this show is. This yeah. show is always such a great way to just really think and look at Star Wars from a specific way, and I love doing that. What I've also found, and, and, and sidetracking myself, but it, this new recording schedule is going to allow Joseph uh, and I uh, to do Star Wars Rank together a little bit more. 
But what I love about Star Wars Ranked is I often find it's less about what makes a list and less about <laughs> what, more about what doesn't make yes, the list and yes. how the tough cuts you have to make. Star Wars Unranked. So today's <laughs> topic, uh, go with me here, is our favorite, most influential lines in Star Wars. I always love my long titles, and I have to later break them down to catchy <laughs> little clickbaity titles. Um, here's how this started. I was watching New Hope at my friend Owen Mugen's house with his seven-year-old son, uh, Jack, who I think is now even eight, uh, who's fallen in love with Star Wars for the first time, and it was his 42nd anniversary. We're in a backyard watching on a digital projection, having a lot of fun. And it comes to this Obi-Wan quote, not going to talk about it now because it's uh, going to be discussed in the show. And I just went like, man, that line means so much for Star Wars and it's so much of what all stories, including George's own, have been built from. And I love those kind of lines. Lines that mean something for the characters, the scene and the story, and something for us personally, but also have influence on other parts of the story. Big, deep things. And I was like, man, you know, there's one person I need to talk about this with, <laughs> and, and that is you. So I, does that make sense, Joe? Am I explaining oh, yeah. it good yeah, enough? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I know, I'm like, the best things that you can see in a movie when you press... No, no. Five uh, feet that aren't feet in Star right, Wars. Right, right, uh. right. <laughs> Absolutely. So here we go. We're going to rank the most influential lines in Star Wars, starting... Whew, it's a big task. Joseph, with your number five. My number five is from uh, New Hope. It is from Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I think as we both experienced, this list could easily be all Obi-Wan Kenobi. He has a lot of influential lines. Uh, but this is a line that jumped out to me. Uh, I've always liked it, but it jumped out to me in particular when we were doing our watch along and mm. our discussion of A New Hope uh, that you can go watch on YouTube. And it's, you can't win, but there are alternatives to fighting. So glad you start because that is the quote that started this all in my brain. Excellent, yes. excellent. Yes. Yeah, because I, 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 I think I mentioned on the commentary how much it's like, mm -hmm. oh, wow, it, it really resonates with me. Mm -hmm. Um in, in particular, it's that I've lived with that movie for so long. That mm. seems like something a calm, wise mentor would say to a brash young man like Han Solo. So right. it's easy to just breeze past right. as just general wisdom. But when I think about it, it's so much about not only just Jedi philosophy of like, well, be passive and only fight if you absolutely have to fight, but you put it in the context of Star Wars. And what does it mean looking back? Mm. It's a hard-learned lesson from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Why would Obi-Wan Kenobi say that? Mm -hmm. Well, because he helped lead to the destruction of the Jedi <laughs> by fighting yeah. a war that he probably shouldn't fight, mm -hmm. that the love of his life, Duchess Satine, questioned whether he should fight. So you can see that as like, wow, he's been sitting there in that desert, and that's one of the things he's... It's always been in his character, mm -hmm. but maybe that's one of the things that's really been sitting with him, Yeah, is you absolutely have to fight when it is truly only absolutely necessary. This And this is the line. Yeah, we had done the commentary a few days prior, so it was fresh in my mind, and just seeing it and watching it with a group of people. Uh, my girlfriend was there, Emma Fife was there, and just seeing it, just like, it's right. That's line, that line's been there my whole life, too. Yeah. And it is, because it's Han. Oh, come on, crazy Han. But after watching The Last Jedi, right. dare I say, it's a pretty important line. Yeah, it absolutely projects to the future. And it's one of those lines that I think you can build, again, when I say all stories going back or going forward, like you can go back and go, here's the emotional canon we talk about in Star Wars of what counts and what, what leads to things. Like, yes, there's there's a time to fight, right? There's a time to do it. That's And that's part of the lessons they've learned, too. But some of the big stuff, you you you, there, you don't always have to fight, and that's key to Star Wars. Yeah, and I, I love that it's, you can't win, but there are alternatives to fighting. That's where you get yeah. into crate, you know? Because yes. if you just said, you don't always have to fight. Well, because mm -hmm. then, then you have the, like, okay, but something awful is happening. What do you do? Right. You know, in, in this instance, in A New Hope, it's, well, I sneak around and turn off the tractor beams, and I sacrifice myself to Vader and all these yeah. things. But it's so just, like, you can hear that line echoing in Luke's head. Mm -hmm. After Ray leaves Octo and he's like, what? I can't fight. I made that yeah. decision for myself. Mm -hmm. But there are alternatives. What are they? What are they? So it's a line that also leads to thinking creatively. Absolutely. And thinking responsibly. And, and if you're uh, George Lucas and Lawrence Kasdan and 81, 82, uh, right in Return of the Jedi, and you're looking at Luke's final chapter in that movie, which yeah. for a lot of parts, a lot of time was the final chapter of the story, what's he going to draw upon? He can't win in that moment. He can't win. He can't defeat Palpatine. He can't defeat Vader unless he taps into his anger. He can't change. 
there's alternatives. Yep. There's alternatives. And it goes back to this Obi-Wan quote. Yeah. The alternative is to reach out to his father. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, Obi-Wan. Thank you, Obi-Wan. That's uh, your number five. Again, that was the one that I was like, we got to talk about this stuff. Nice. So glad it's on your list. Um, My number five. Hey, guess what? Obi-Wan Kenobi. This guy's got some stuff. Uh, you know, Yoda, we got Yoda on the on the desks of business people everywhere as inspirational do or do not try. And those are all great quotes. But Take I think over another company or not. Yeah. yeah. Obi-Wan is the guy. And uh, this is a recent one. And I've talked about it before. In fact, it's on my four center trading card that you can get through our Patreon page uh, designed by Brian Ward. And it's a re- recent quote. And I like it for a lot of reasons. Here's the quote. Uh, Obi-Wan to Darth Maul, episode Twin Sons. If you define yourself by the power to take life, the desire to dominate, to possess, then you have nothing. So that's pretty apparent of what it means. And and you're talking about Maul and the lesson of Maul kind of being fueled by vengeance and not changing, using the same style to fight uh, that he defeated Qui-Gon. So Obi-Wan knows that, defeats him, all those kind of things. This one affected me outside the story when I heard it. Yeah. It's one of the only, I, I'm notoriously bad with quotes. You know, <laughs> you've competed against me in, in trivia contests. I, I just, I just don't pick, I just don't remember. I can remember the uh, the model number of a ship, can't remember a quote <laughs> verbatim. This was the one that just stopped me in my tracks. It was like, this, this is, is powerful. Uh, it speaks to me uh, and maybe even causes me to pause and look at some of the things I either do, have said, or believed. And not to change things completely, just, but to always have this in my mind. Right. And, it's it's core to uh, the Zen of Star Wars, if you will, and, yeah. and I just love it. And and it, it and I you know I've I've I'm, I've I've arrested a lot of people. I work with a lot of police officers in my life, and sometimes uh, I've seen people go down darker paths that they shouldn't, right? Because they have the power to. They have the power to to dominate. Yeah, yeah. to dominate, and that is not what it's always about. And and uh, uh, I I. So this made me sit up in my chair a little bit. And it was one of the first times I remember that Star Wars spoke to me outside of Star Wars before it spoke to me in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. that, if makes, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. And it be- immediately became my favorite quote. Because in the end story, too, it's also about the Sith. And, and the Sith, you know, when Yoda talks about, you know, when Luke says, hey, is the dark side more powerful? No, it's quicker, easier. This is also that, too, right? Yeah. And the Sith, because, yeah, even a Jedi could go into a room and kill everybody. Yeah. They have that power. They choose not to use it. So it means a lot for that and a lot in the Jedi and Sith, especially as lore war. If we get Old Republic stuff and everything, that this quote should factor into those stories. Yeah. But for me personally, it spoke to me and it's something I still ruminate on. Yeah. So that's why I like it. I think it's powerful in in Star Wars story because not only is it a commentary on Maul being empty because he has nothing but vengeance, uh, but also what Obi-Wan has overcome, as they discuss, because Maul kind of tries to make fun of him. But yes. Obi-Wan coming to this deeper, because you see him in the Clone Wars, he's a little cocky. He's a little like, yeah. the status quo is the is the way to go. It's right. But for him to realize like, oh, I lost everything, but I still feel fulfilled because my goal in life isn't to go track down and kill Darth Vader. My goal in life is to make sure that Luke is okay. Yeah, I have something powerful and meaningful and not just, you know, anger that I, a great Jedi Knight, have to sit on this dusty planet aging beyond mm. my years. Yeah. You know, it, there's, it speaks to his comfort and his growth. Mm. Uh, and I think you're right. Mm. It's This is such a great example of how, how a, a Star Wars thought radiates into real life in, in big ways, like mm. like a police officer, mm-hmm. you know, stepping over, over bounds because power is addictive. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just like, literally like in a conversation at a party, like, yeah. you'll be okay if you're not talking about yourself the whole time, yeah, like, you know, we, we can get insecure and just go literally, <laughs> and I, and I, I need to dominate yep. this conversation. Yep. I'm guilty of that. Yep. We all are because yep. we, we, it, it, I think it comes from a place of fear, which is what mm-hmm. Sith and are about. And with that weakness of fear of like, yeah. uh, will, will other people like me? Well, I, they need to know that I'm important. They need to know that I'm cool. So I better talk over them <laughs> and dominate this conversation instead of stopping and, Asking someone else, yeah, and creating, you know, yeah. bonds by connecting rather than just, hey, uh, the, the, you should know this about how how fast my car drives, or you should know this about how many clicks I get on YouTube. Like, 
it's 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 powerful, man. Yeah, it's powerful, and and this is why you know if if you haven't taken a a closer look at Star Wars Rebels, uh, you know because maybe you didn't want to, you don't like animation, totally get it, totally get it. But I think there's so much value there, and this episode, which is almost standalone in a way, it's not Ezra's there, Chopper's there, but everything. But that that moment, I'm telling you, that's yeah. why this is my second favorite lightsaber fight because lightsaber fights to me aren't just about the flipping and the and the clipping. It's it's about what you learn about the characters, and I think th- th- this. This final confrontation between Obi Wan and Maul has so much stuff. in it's it. It's note perfect. Uh, yeah, every every beat, every action, every line, yeah. every motivation. It's beautiful. And here and you describe an idea when Maul is just look at what you become, Obi Wan. It, that's it's powerful stuff. Man. Yeah, it's powerful look stuff. What I've risen above. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, this is the this is that quote that uh, kind of is that whole scene for me. So that's my number five, Obi Wan again. But let's go to your number. four. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Four. My number four is one that uh, I think people have made fun of in the past, and you can uh, discuss the delivery, but I think it's super key to Star Wars, and it is from The Phantom Menace. It is Anakin Skywalker. Mom, you say the biggest problem in this universe is nobody helps each other. Again, when you're just watching it, you you know the first time maybe, uh, or the first 72 times, you think, ah, oh, this, is, this is a line about, you know, a, a kid who wants to go do a pod race, and it's an after-school special hallmark sentiment, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you start connecting it to other important moments in Star Wars, mm-hmm. for me, I start from the fact of, like, this is Shmi, this sort of uh, symbol of, of wisdom. Right. 
uh, who is has is has this idea, and Anakin is reciting it back to her, and it goes to that Jedi philosophy of being selfless, mm-hmm. of caring about others. But to me, it's powerful because you see it again and again. Yeah, the idea of you don't have to win the fight. You don't have to be the chosen one. You don't have to be the most powerful. You don't have to change everything with a wave of your hand. Mm-hmm. But time and time again, events are different because somebody helps each other. Yeah. Luke Skywalker, possibly the chosen one, if you believe Obi-Wan, can't blow up the Death Star unless Han chooses to help him. Mm-hmm. Jin can't do anything about the Death Star if Cassian doesn't decide to help her, right? You know, and these kind of things go on and on. Han can't believe that Luke and Leia stopped fighting the rebellion to come get him. Mm. Why would anyone come get him? You know, and he, Han helping Enfys. It, it just kind of mm. goes on and on. These little moments of helping somebody else because it's the right thing to do. Because they truly need you, and if you weren't there, mm. they would fail. No mm. matter how amazing or powerful they are. Big and small uh, themes all through the uh, all throughout this uh, here. What you're talking about uh, in Star Wars in life, which is again, this is why we're choosing these quotes. Uh, I, I focus a lot on what um, Shmi taught Anakin. That's uh, you know we've talked about. I think uh, I think one of the most powerful moments is her uh, watching him walk away and that yeah. whole speech. But um, just uh, what she instilled in Anakin comes back into play in his in his final moments, his redemption, whatever yeah. you want to say. He he looks down. At, uh, at at Luke and it's his son and everything. but I, I have to wonder and I'm, I don't necessarily want this I don't the the no is not my favorite addition <laughs> to that scene I don't need um, quotes from his past floating through on on a version of the of the movie but yeah. I, I and, and head canon I now look at him Vader in that moment we know he has memories of the past we've seen this in other kind of stories now I, I gotta imagine even some of these conversations that we saw in this particular quote are, are going through his head yeah nobody helps each other and like I, I can <laughs> oh, I, I can just help someone I can make a difference there's a lightning bolt running through his teeth <laughs> I can help you see him. It on his teeth yeah and he, to me it even like goes through like you know the time that we don't see of Luke on on octo of mm-hmm. he's making that choice an alternative to fighting because he accepts what Ray is telling him mm. I need to find a way to help right. Leia. I need to find a way to help the resistance. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I can do it. I can be this person in the universe who who helps other people. Powerful stuff, and and we say it often, and we're going to say it again. George's thoughts on the core of Star Wars, of the morality and the choices you make, and and preaching to the kids, particularly the preteens, and I mean that that that's powerful stuff. And even though it's a young nine-year-old story character, I think a seven-year-old performer at the time saying this, like you said, you said Hallmark kind of lifetime moment. Yeah, yeah. It's an after-school special. Yeah. We should help people. But yeah, hey, guess what? You should. Yeah. And this is a valuable lesson that yeah. uh, this little pod racing kid's saying. And it plays out. It's a cheesy sentiment. I guess a simple way to say it is a cheesy sentiment that plays out in some mm-hmm. of the most profound and moving moments of Star Wars. Sure. Of that feeling when Han comes back. That mm-hmm. feeling when Cassian says, we're with you. You know? Yeah. Those aren't, when you feel them, the truth of that storytelling, mm-hmm. it's not a cheesy sentiment. Absolutely is not. That is your number four, which means we go to my number four. Hey, you mentioned him, Han Solo. Never tell me the odds. <laughs> Look, we got it. That's one of his, that's one of his uh, quotable lines, man. I think, I think that's even on a wood plaque hanging above my sink. I'm looking at it right <laughs> now. Never tell me the odds. It's Han Solo. But for me, what this line means uh, it's not just the character of Han that it keeps coming back to. It's a little bit about the rebellion for me and how yeah. a lot of it, um, it, it should have worked. And even now the resistance, I almost, I, I, I'm glad it didn't. I'm glad it didn't. But I, I'm almost glad here, uh, I almost wanted at the end of Last Jedi, Ray to be like, to Leia, like, uh, we're not going to do this. We're outgunned. What do we got? When, you know, we got everything we need. Uh, well, we got long odds. Han used to tell me, never, never <laughs> tell me the odds. Because that's what this kind of means to me. Yeah. Uh, it is It is not just Han. It's very much Han. But it's everything about this story, this ragtag fleet, and it all kind of comes back to They shouldn't, you shouldn't know the odds. You should just keep trying to do, going back to what you're even saying about, hey, we're trying to help the galaxy here is our belief. Um, Mon Mothma, uh, she's given her big speech in Rebels. Uh, she's not worried about the odds. She thinks no one's going to show up. Yeah. But she's got to believe. Never tell her that. She's got to believe. She's got to put herself, put her truth out there. Um, and that comes from Han, the yeah. crazy Zen of Han. <laughs> so it's this, it's this famous quote for sure, but it to me has always had a little bit more meaning. Yeah, it does sound like a, you know a, a roguish, uh, just kind of great 
action movie line, uh, but in a way it is the kind of roguish, cool version of so many themes of hope. You know, yeah. the, it's the Leia Holdo uh, line right. about, you know, if you don't believe in the light when, during the night uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it absolutely it sort of rhymes with all those ideas. And even with like uh, Jin's great little speech uh, mm-hmm. that was a, a runner up for me about Saw Gerrera used to t- tell me like one person with mm-hmm. a sharp stick and nothing left to lose. Yeah. You know, it's Han's, you know, Han's not going to be speechifying saying nice <laughs> things. But it is his version of that of like, mm-hmm. I got to believe that there's a chance that I can do this. So I don't want you to tell me there's not. Yeah. And I think it comes back into playing Force Awakens so wonderfully where he's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, there's always a way to blow it up. Don't tell me that we can't <laughs> do it. I'm going to come out of hyperspace pretty much on the planet. We're going to go down and Finn's got to learn that lesson. Why yeah. does Han do this? To help others, to do the right thing, to help his friends. He's motivated by that. He is depending on yeah. us, as Han Solo says. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not how the Force works, works is close for me, too. It just, But it, it's a little less meaningful. I mean, it, it's it's meaningful, but you know, this just has more of that oomph. Yeah. So that's why it's on my list. At number four, never tell me the odds. Which means here in Star Wars Ranked, we are up to your, let me count, oh yeah, number three. My number three is from the actual movie Solo, and it is when Han is interpreting what Chewie is talking about, what his wants and needs are, and he's talking about finding uh, people, and Han says, I don't know if he said tribe or family, Mm -hmm. and Beckett says, what's the difference? Mm. Now, to me, of all the dialogue in Star Wars, this is the little interchange that locks in what is such a huge theme in Star Wars, which is found family. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just, I guess, family in general, in the fact that family can be blood, can be destiny, it can be, this. hey, you're a Skywalker, and it means all of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it can also just be who you choose. Uh, and I was watching uh, on, a, on a flight back to L.A. here. I, I had to watch something, and there was a... Um, 27 minute long get to know the best directors and it was an interview mm. with George Lucas oh, wow. and a lot of it was you know standard stuff we've heard before but mm. for some reason it really landed with me he was talking about I finished Return of the Jedi I had uh, got a divorce and I had recently adopted a child and and uh, I really enjoyed being a father and I adopted two more children and I took 15 years off because I wanted to be a father and just the power of knowing that uh, he the creator like mm. He wanted to adopt children. Yeah. There's a reason that this is such a big beating heart of Star Wars, and it's such a great message that mm. family can be what mm. we're born into, and family can absolutely be who we choose to be our family, yeah. and it does not matter which. And to hear that from Han, kind of hearing that from who resists those instincts, yeah, doesn't, yeah. doesn't acknowledge them, but they're clearly there, wants to befriend every orphan he meets from Enfys Ray. uh, and then to have Beckett be the this guy who you know tells him never to trust anybody, but also just tells him like, "Hey, yeah. who, you, you know your crew that you rob things with, yeah. they're your family because they're, they're there for you. They're the ones you eat with. They're the ones who save you. They're everything. The you know the people next to you are everything. Love that. And then the connection between him and Val is 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 very real and powerful, which is why a lot of people, you know, for a lot of reasons, uh, upset that uh, Val went so early. I'd still like to see more of their story. But yeah, so I love that it comes from Beckett. Yeah. Han should be learning these things. It also comes from Chewie. Uh, and yeah, that's definitely all through Star Wars. I mean, uh, the Jedi are found family in a way, for better yeah, or worse. Yeah, almost literally. Like, we found yeah. this baby and we're going to make it part of our family. <laughs> part of our family. <laughs> uh, different conversation. Um, Ray, it's so powerful with Ray, yeah. which is why, again... Uh, uh, you know, you go back to these moments and carry it out. Yeah, that's a great perspective on, on George. We forget that. Yeah. You know, found family, adopted family, very powerful connection, and, and three great children doing various different things uh, in life. Um, and how, I'd love uh, to remind her, sorry, it's even outside this conversation, but George going, yeah, I took some time off to to be a family man, raise a family, and here I am going like, why wasn't there more Star Wars in 92? You know, yeah. shut up, Ken. Didn't you realize that that's exact part, perfect <laughs> moment for Mark Hamill to be an awesome Jedi Master? Oh, come on! Um, and it's powerful. It's powerful to the, to the themes of Star Wars, which is, again, we're going to keep saying that, but yeah. uh, it's powerful. And I love them because it, 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 um, it reads... A little of that Hallmark moment, too, right? Yeah. I remember some people, the reaction of like, oh, we have family. What's the difference? But like, that's what Star Wars is about. Yeah. And it's so much about Han. Yeah, it's so much about Han and Chewie. Like, I love that that moment's there. Yeah, that, that Han yeah. doesn't 
quite understand far, that, yeah. that, that Chewie's going to be his, his family. You Especially know? because he's recently christened Solo, whether you agree with that idea or not, it, it happens. Uh, and, and that's who he is anyways, whether he was born with that name or not. Yeah. Um, is struggling with his father, all those kind of things. So that, that's a vi- he's learning something real important right yeah. now. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, exactly how explicitly these themes are going to be part of the rise of Skywalker. If mm-hmm. this is really going to be a story that reminds us Ray is not blood related to anyone mm. we've ever met, and it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? This yeah. is her family. What is that Skywalker name? What yeah. is it? What does it? Uh, what does it mean? So that's your number three. My number three is from Yoda, Empire Strikes Back. Ah, you know, you got to have some Yoda on here because uh, there's a reason. He's so wise, that little green goblin, um, <laughs> which is a great little line from Dooku there. Um, Jedi Lost. Uh, my quote, though, I went with this one. Difficult to see. Always in motion is the future. Mm. And this one probably has a little more meaning. I probably chose this one because of reading Master and Apprentice and reading okay. Dooku, Jedi Lost, where... We, we did that deep review into Master and Apprentice and, and the Jedi and the future and what you can see and prophecies and how much do you hold to that and how much do you just kind of let life happen. And I think those are valuable lessons. But there's something really calm in this one for me, especially if you got stress or you got anxiety or you're dealing with something. Um, financial strain, uh, r- r- uh, occupational strain, romantic strain. <laughs> Um, just kind of calm down because I think we we get locked into this is going to happen because this is going on in my life. This is going on and, and then stress comes from that sometimes. Right. And it's like, nah, man, always in motion is the future. You still have a choice. You still can change. You still have some destiny uh, or you still have some control in destiny. Yeah. And Star Wars is big. A lot of it is is, is big, uh, the big arena of destiny. Going, you talk about Ray, and, yeah. and I think it, I think she still is a child of destiny, but what kind of child yeah. is the is the question to me? Uh, and that you're dealing with chosen ones and all these things, but it reminds me. This quote reminds me to just like things can still happen, man. You still have you're not. It's not. Uh, it's not uh, just uh, written. The, the 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 ink is dry uh, in in the past, but going forward, we have a blank page. Yeah, and, and I think that's important in Star Wars. Yeah, I think that's a good one. It's a great pick because it's not a time where Yoda is necessarily trying to teach Luke. It's kind of a practical answer. Right, right, of right. Like, I can't entirely see the future. You're like, yeah, you're right. Your friends are suffering. And yeah, sure, absolutely. They could die and maybe you could make a difference. Yeah, talk maybe about stress. Not. Maybe you will make it worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you you making that choice will, you know, I kind of saw this play out with your dad. <laughs> <laughs> trying to stop things sometimes does yeah. not help uh but in practical real world yeah like uh, i had i had a thing a little while back where a a show i was involved in a stressful thing looked like it was maybe going to happen Mm. and i was like 50 percent successful with being like well you know what why not i stress out about it when it for sure happens right and it was one of those times like ah this is great to uh to actually just wait until the thing happens yeah to be concerned about it instead of taking on that worry. Because in the context of the moment, yeah, Lucas is, is stressed, filled with anxiety, anxiety is fear of the future, just like, yeah, and he's got good reason to be, it's his friends. But Absolutely. Just like, like you just said, you're going to cause more problems. <laughs> Always emotion, motion of the future. So it's a, it's a little different uh, pick for, for me in the sense of just, yeah, there's a lot of other Yoda stuff out there, but like I said, kind of practical, a good reminder. Yeah. And also now influential in the story as we deal with the Jedi and their views on prophecies and all those kind of yeah. things. So that's my number three, which means up to your number two. We are in good sync. We did not plan this. My number two is also a Yoda quote. Mm. Uh, Yoda's got a million of them, right? That you can pull wisdom from. But one of the th- one of the ones that has always stuck with me, and I use this as an opportunity to think about why, is in Return of the Jedi, when uh, Luke is saying, "Well, Master Yoda, you can't die." He's all oh, no powerful with the Force, am I? But not that powerful. And obviously, he's talking about his physical body dying because he mm-hmm. does become one with the Force. But then he says, "That is the way of things, mm. the way of the Force." Mm. There's like a peacefulness to that, that I have said that to myself when I just have to accept something. Mm. Uh, And I think that's such a big theme throughout all of Star Wars, and in particular Jedi philosophy, that there is a little bit of a natural order to things. Like, that's a little bit what the Force represents. Mm. And that's, I think, what the Jedi are concerned about in balance, of just like, let's not mess with the balance too much. The Force has a way. Nature has a way. Porgs are born. 
Porgs die. It's sad. <laughs> you have great days. You have bad days. But that is just a way of things. And I think that's why there's so much language about how you access the forces to be calm, be passive, close your eyes, take a deep breath, let go. And this, to me, is one of those quotes that has always just evoked that mm. feeling that even something as sad or scary as death for Yoda in this fantasy story, it's a transition to a different kind of existence. Right. Uh, but to just be able to say, there's no reason to get upset about this because it's simply the way it is. It's not yeah. bad or good. It's just na- nature. It's just the way of things. Love it. I, I, one of my favorite movies is, is Shop Girl, uh, Steve Martin's based on Steve <laughs> Martin's novella. And, and the whole thing ends with, eh, they, it was life. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and uh, I kind of have that kind of look at a lot of things. Yeah, always emotion is the future and you can change kind of things. Uh, but on the flip side is just something's going to happen. And, and uh, I like... Um, not the resignation, but just kind of the acceptance of some things. There's very a, a calming, calming uh, uh, influence. Uh, it f- comes into your brain is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You just kind of go, all right, you know what? We just deal with it. Yeah, and it's not denial. It's not burying your head no, in the sand. Like no. Yoda knows exactly what this is, and maybe he's even bittersweet about it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, and it connects back to his, you know, uh, more challenging speech to, to Anakin and Revenge of the Sith about, you know, mourn them, do not miss them, do not, which is maybe a little unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, uh, but that idea of, like, just accept mm. some of the, the great cosmic truths it's, it's of in- existence. Yeah, and it's interesting to me that, you know, Yoda, this is something he learns here at the end or says at the end. We don't know when he learned it, but... Yeah, I think that's the thing in life too. As you get older too, and just kind of like we're we're fighting, we're scurrying around, we're trying to get our net uh, next uh, you know bite to eat and our next paycheck and everything. And just uh, towards the end, you're just kind of like, hey man, <laughs> that is the way of things. That's the way of things. That is the way of the force. And sometimes that's what it is. <laughs> I, I, it's I, fine. I think about it. this is it. This is influential in other ways where it's like I am less passionate about some things that I you know something silly as sports, but sports isn't silly if you love it. But like. I, my teams have lost. My teams have won, and I've gotten mad. And at one point, I remember just going like, "It's just a way of it, man." Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> sometimes they win. Sometimes they I'm lose. I'm not going to worry about it as much as I used to because there's other things. And hey, the force is there too. Yeah. So that is your number two, which means my number two uh, is up. And this is from Maz Kanata. Hey, she's pretty wise too. Mm-hmm. Hey, who knows? Her and Yoda may have uh, had a drink at some point in life. Uh, when she says to Ray in the Force Awakens, "A belonging you seek is not behind you; it is ahead." We hear a lot about Yoda, you know, talk to Luke about never your mind on where you are, what you're doing, uh, and all this kind of stuff. He, he's, he's uh, you know, looking too far ahead and maybe looking too far back. But I love what Maz is telling Ray here because we're going to see where that plays out. By the way, this is a J.J. Abrams line <laughs> or from his movie uh, about uh, don't be defined to what came before you. Yeah. Change, go forward, move. There's a new path ahead of you. Uh, change is hard, change is difficult, and I think it's key to these characters. It's key to Ray. I think this line could become more influential in the next movie when we look back, and I think stories can connect to it. And, and this is, talk about the zen of Star Wars. Put this on a T-shirt. Yeah. Like, this is a lesson. Yeah, there's a, and, and it's different than Kylo's Let the Past Die. That is different. Yeah. Different Kill it meaning. if you have to, yeah. Kill it, I think. Uh, Maz isn't saying disregard the past. There's lessons to be learned. That's what we've talked about with Kylo versus uh, Luke's thoughts, everything like that. Um, And and it's just pretty direct, pretty calm, and I I think going to grow and influence with the character of Rey. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, it's such a a kind and and peaceful uh, line from Mm -hmm. Maz of, you know, exactly what Rey needs to hear. And again, it echoes through all of Star Wars, that story of characters having to deal with the baggage of the previous generations, whether they know it or not. Mm. In A New Hope, why does Luke want to be a Jedi? Because he just found out his dad was one. He's right. dealing with the past. Everything mm. the sequel trilogy heroes are dealing with is um, often literally in the mm. physical baggage mm. of the past. So it's just such a, uh, I think, a key line about Mm. You, it can't just be about the past. Mm. You know, it can't just be about restoring, as J.J. Abrams was talking about, the Galactic Civil War is restoring mm. the old Republic. You know, so you can imagine Maz saying this to Mon Mothma. <laughs> like, maybe not a new Republic. Maybe you don't need yeah. to be defined by the past. Maybe the belonging is, mm. you know, somewhere else. 
Yeah, you could tweak this line to have Ma say it to Luca. You know, the belonging you think you have is not behind you. It's it's ahead of you. New yeah. past, new choice. Uh, it is ahead of you. Is 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 a powerful thing for a lot of people. Absolutely. And now I want to see Maz talk to Maz. <laughs> Maz and Maz, the great interview series. Yeah, so that's my number two. We're gonna do some bonus ones here. Then we'll go to my number one, so the guests can close the show. Uh, I, I didn't have a, a full list of what made it. I could have spent all day with some near misses, but yeah. uh, like I said, that's part of the trials and fun of star wars right <laughs> uh but i uh, i'm going with obi-wan if you strike me down i should become more powerful than you can possibly imagine and I, that one's really strikes is powerful to me in story yeah uh influential to the story of star wars because what a lesson that these sith folk don't ever really seem to learn and it goes to what obi-wan tells maul when i started this whole list for me you know you, how you define power like yeah you could strike me down but that you almost don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me live. It might be better for you, but Vader's not going to, he's not going to hear that. Yeah. He tells him this. Obi-Wan tells him this. And of course, Vader doesn't believe it. Yeah. He's got to learn for himself. So I lo- that one almost made the list for me. Yeah. that it's Man, it, it could be all Obi-Wan. It really? A um, couple of my runners up uh, real quick. Uh, this is how Liberty dies with thunderous applause. Yeah. I think that's really important because that's clearly always been important to Lucas that that is the story is that mm. that governments and people can destroy themselves from within. Right. And I think that yeah. line really evokes that. Um, we're talking about a lot of deep stuff and I was thinking about lines that are about the fun side of Star Wars that mm-hmm. we're watching a big adventure and the reoccurring variations of this is where the fun begins. Yeah. Starting with Han going to Anakin in Revenge of the Sith which has been memed mm. a lot. You got Ahsoka doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's that's just kind of a very fun line of like, yep, with all this depth and philosophy and kind of didactic how to be the best person you can be, all great. But also, these are, movies are fun. Sometimes that's a good, well, well I got to go into this battle. Yeah. Uh, Might as well imagine it as fun. Don't forget. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my other run up, runner up was um, mm-hmm. absolutely classic. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Oh, yeah. Because hope is such a big idea in Star Wars. And this is one where the line where it gets its start, the line where it's literally spoken aloud, the word and the idea, and then it just keeps rolling on mm. through Rogue One, through The Last Jedi in particular, you know, really highlighting those, that idea. Mm. The hope. The hope. Uh, there, there, a lot of Leia lines could have made the list too as well. I almost yeah. I was thinking about like, how do I wedge in into the garbage chute flyboy, but <laughs> it, it has different meanings, but as far as influential line, maybe not so much, but as flyboys, we all have to go into the garbage chute yeah. some days. Yeah, get your head out of your <laughs> cockpit could also be one. Oh, yeah, well. that's a great one. So those are some runner-ups. I'm sure you out there listening have some of yours, but here's our number ones. All right, we're going to Obi-Wan. I just feel you kind of have to. Uh, Luke, you're going to find that the many many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. We talk about it often. Yeah. It is so influential. I can't, it's almost like I couldn't, for me, uh, I couldn't choose anything else. Yeah. Because this is a lot of what storytelling's about character perception and perspective uh, and experiences, coloring the way you see things, and and it's not only bad, it's not always good. Um, It's this great reminder. It is a great reminder. And it's, to me, came out of maybe a little bit of an air, not an air, but just George going, oh, wait, uh, let's go this way with the character of Vader or the story, you know, depending on when, yeah. what, what behind the scenes doc you're watching <laughs> or, or, or reading. What you believe from your what, perspective. What you yeah. believe, which again, as a lot of, I mean, you I love you. I know has so many different versions, and then this recording emerges. That's like, no, here's kind of more definitive, and it's not what Harrison or Irving Kirshner had said previously on documentaries. Of yeah, I just uh, I said, huh, uh, Harrison, come up with it as the camera's going. No, they fought about it. Carrie Fisher was mad over it. <laughs> Lawrence Kasdan wasn't happy. So uh, you know that's also a little bit of history written by the victors. But but uh, it's our own point of view, uh, and so. As you continue to tell these stories, this might play out again in nine with, uh, you know, with what, what happens with Ray or Kylo. And you might go back to the moment of Kylo saying the truth about her parents. And maybe that's not right. Maybe he's lying. Maybe he'd been told a lie. Yeah. Maybe his point of view. And I think this will keep coming up again in Star Wars. It's part of that Star Wars DNA. Yeah, absolutely. It's the the idea that... Uh, Truth is fluid, which really works in this this <laughs> yeah. story that is a fable that is about perspectives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always love it because Obi-Wan, especially in the Clone Wars, is really, you know, there's the joke of him being the great negotiator. And he mm-hmm. likes to, you know, 
kind of lure people into just talking and he likes to understand, he likes to spring traps. So he understands mm-hmm. what's going on. So he understands from that other person's perspective, like what do you think is happening? Cause then I can best adjust to it. So there's, there's even that tactical combat level, but there's that much b- bigger philosophical level of just, we all bring our own baggage mm-hmm. and we all see within a frame and we sometimes just don't know what's out of the frame. Yeah. And that's going to change it. And I think it's so rich in The Last Jedi when both Rey and Kylo, I think, mm-hmm. see the truth when they touch hands. Yeah. But they only see it within part of a frame. So they don't see the full picture that, yes, Kylo's going to turn on Snoke. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean he's turning to the good side. Mm-hmm. And yes, Rey's parents are no one. And, it, and they threw her away and it devastates her. But no, she's not going to turn to the dark side because yeah. they can't see the full picture. They're only seeing it from their perspective. Their point of view. Yeah. Pretty powerful. Pretty powerful. It's a reason. It's one of the more famous lines in Star Wars. Yeah. But time for your number one. My number one is a cutting edge new Star Wars line. It's possible it will not be in a Star Wars film. But right now. That's true. All right. <laughs> yeah. This is Luke Skywalker from the trailer for episode nine. A thousand generations live in you now. So many things about that mm. first viewing that that gave me goosebumps. But mm. that line, coupled with immediately seeing this shot of Luke's lightsaber and Han's blaster and the journey that we've been on as fans, that knowing that these artifacts are meaningful to Ray, knowing Ray's been looking uh, for identity, this connects to Maz's line mm. of like this belonging you seek is ahead of you. Uh, that she has found some of that belonging from yeah. Luke and Han. But more than anything, uh, I have gone on uh, often on Force Center about, to me, the power of Star Wars being that cocktail of the, of the new and the old. Mm-hmm. For a movie came out, it was clearly a lived-in world. The characters were concerned about what had happened in the past, but to us, the audience, it was just so daring and new. And right. that power continues to be there. And I, I think it's why Star Wars resonates with me. And it's it's really condensing that the past matters. Of course the past matters. A thousand generations live in you, but the present in the moment matters too. Uh, And that's what's powerful to me about the quote is a thousand generations live in you now. Mm. So what are you going to do about it now? That idea that you have legacy just like we all do, Mm -hmm. but your legacy doesn't take away your agency. Mm. In mm. that idea of you bear that responsibility, so what are you going to do with it? In mm. all, so many of our quotes have to do with looking backward, looking forward, and mm. this is a quote. Well, that sounds really old and romantic. Mm-hmm. It's totally a quote about the present. That what are you not. going to do? We've told taught you everything. Mm. You you are all of us in one. Mm. What are you going to do? Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, are you going to help somebody? The, you, you, know, yeah. you need to help people in the galaxy. Uh, always emotion is the future. You're your child of destiny, but what yeah. are you going to do with it? There's all these things flowing into this thing and that keyword now. And it's so funny because in, incorrectly, quite frankly, just incorrectly, Last Jedi got this thing that it was about killing the past. No, it was constantly about not because Kylo was wrong. Yeah. And, and, and it's so funny, but hey, that's what happens. Um, and this to me is just like kind of going, no, 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 no. Kill the past is not right. You have, like you just said, this legacy, but it all full, falls into this story, this character, this person, and your choice. Uh, that's 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 the whole story in a nutshell. That's nine saga films. Yeah, yeah. and life coming to this point. Yeah, and I think you know the reason it's a, a goosebump moment for a lot of people is it has meaning in Star Wars, but it's just it's just so true in real life. We all yeah. we all come from somewhere. We all have family. Yeah, you know, we're all a part of a legacy, mm-hmm. but that, you know, it's not like our destiny is pre-chosen just yeah. because we came from somewhere. Yeah. Love it. I, yeah. You're so right. This might not even be in the movie. It might not even, it might just be a great trailer <laughs> quote. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, I but. hope, I hope, but I mean, there's been a lot of, a lot of times in the past where we're not even ca- talking about the rogue one stuff uh, where you're like, ah, great. Oh, that's not in the line. Uh, not in the movie. Um, I hope it is. It makes sense. It's part of the theme, but uh, the fact that they're using it, even if it doesn't make it shows it's going to be a pretty powerful and influential thought in episode nine. Yeah. 
Wow, what a list. And I know we've got a lot that didn't make the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph, like you said, we could probably just do Obi-Wan. <laughs> we could do Yoda. We could do we could do all these. We could do uh, uh, the Zen of any Star Wars character. And maybe we will come back to it. Maybe we'll do more. <laughs> Top influential lines continued. Deep thoughts from Dryden Voss. Absolutely. Uh, it's a party. Um <laughs> That's it. But uh, I appreciate you coming in here uh, and sharing your wisdom and your insight on Star Wars. We do it every week, but it's fun to have you back on Star Wars Rank, sir. Very happy to be here. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely a good time. Uh, thank you all for listening. If you've got uh, lists, choices, you know where you can do. Uh, you know you know where you can reach us. Go to Twitter at Force Center Pod. Use hashtag Star Wars Ranked. You can like us on Facebook, on Instagram. We are the YouTube page, podcast available, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, among other places. And we have our own things that we do uh, things, uh, Joseph. Our own things that we do things. <laughs> I'm not a great philosopher. Uh, we got uh, go to <laughs> what's your website? <laughs> JosephGrimshaw.com. Go to the website. Check out uh, live shows, comedy albums, a uh, comedy book I wrote a while back, all sorts of fun stuff like that. And you can find me on social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram. I'll be making some Star Wars jokes. Absolutely. I, I was thinking about Patreon, too. Don't forget to go to patreon.com yes. slash Force Center and support us there. You can get some uh, Force Center trading cards at uh, the highest level there if you choose to support us at that level. You can go to KenNapsLike.com for my work, including uh, Why We Love Star Wars, which I use uh, sometimes better words, not a lot. Uh, and uh, follow me on uh, Twitter Instagram, all the places at Catnapsack. That is it. Star Wars has been ranked. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.